Hello. Hello. Word nerds, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. There's a, there's a second voice. There might even be a third voice here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so clearly, you've probably seen in the title, we have a, a returning guest, no less, my dad, oh. Jim Parks. Here we are in the post-C era. Now we're in the <laughs> D's. Yes, we are. This is the second episode of the D's, uh, very early on. Um, yeah, you. How how are you doing, Dad? Well, um, I, I should say I'm I'm in my backyard with you, and the birds are singing, and it is a beautiful day. A beautiful Sunday morning. Yes, yes. Do you do you fix these in time? Do you say with the the dates that this is recorded sometimes yeah okay well tomorrow's the fourth of july so figure it out <laughs> do, do your math uh well this will this will actually air on august uh, 2nd so we're like oh almost my. exactly oh. a month away yeah. yeah you work well in advance i try i try i'm gonna be i'm gonna be recording the d's the beginning of the d slowly over july so i'm like ready and caught up and like ahead of the game before they air on august 1st um yeah, it's a little weird to get back into it, but but yeah. Well, here we are. We are on this beautiful day. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's uh, let's talk about these these D words. Oh, um, yeah. It's going to be a little bit before we get to the actual word dad. Obviously, if you guys couldn't figure out, the word dad is in this episode. <laughs> also, the word daddy, which feels a little bit weird to say as a forty almost two year old person <laughs> to his thirty year old thirty more year old dad. Anyway. Yeah. Um, know so, what you mean. But it's in here, too. Okay, the first word in this episode is dabbling. Dabbling, dabbling. You could put more G at the end if you want. D-A-B-B-L-I-N-G. I think it's kind of funny. They have it separated by the uh, the syllables, and it's dab-bling. Bling, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Bling, dabbling. This is a noun from circa 1847. A superficial or intermittent interest, investigation, or experiment, as in his dabblings in philosophy and art. Do you dabble? Is there anything that you feel like you have mm, a, a superficial yeah. or intermittent interest in? Mm. Well, what came to mind was if somebody was um, just uh, spending a little time in the jewelry business, they would be dabbling <laughs> I don't I yeah don't know. <laughs> dabbling and bling uh, I don't uh, what do I dabble in I don't think I dabble if you do something you you do it uh, all your art is not dabbling that's you're invested. no I'm very serious about that it's been a lot of time yeah yeah at that no I'm, I don't dabble in that uh, I am not dabbling in this podcast. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I dabble in anything either. I'm like, you know, I, I've been interested in things, I guess, I guess in the past I've sort of dabbled and then it's like, oh, well maybe that's not the thing or maybe, mm, yeah. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't stick or whatever, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I would, I, I guess I was thinking about this today. Science, I, I have no patience for math or 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 statistics or anything like that but i am interested in what science does mhm i can't do i don't do science right you you appreciate what 
what science has to say and what it uh, has done for us, right. but not in the actual how to get to that oh, point. Oh, really, really. Like yeah. what... Um, and I'm the opposite kind of... <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I've always much been much more into math and science than, than uh, you know, the humanities, the... the English writing, reading, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But so what this telescope, this new telescope yeah, is doing? Yeah, James Webb. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for July 12th. I don't know how this connects to dabbling, but I'm sure we'll get there. July 12th, they're, they're releasing the first images. Excellent. Yeah. yeah so so a... you're not, you're, are you dabbling? Are you thinking about dabbling in science? <laughs> well, um, on Facebook, I joined the... James Webb group. Oh, cool! Just to see what's what's up. I didn't know it was the twelfth. I know it was mid July, but cool. yeah, yeah. And, and th is that when they're going to release images or the first set of images they're going to release? Which I'm sure they've had for days or weeks now by this point. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know they have to they have to study them, to check them out, see make sure everything is good, and then uh -huh. they're like, and then we release them to the public, and yeah. I'm I'm so excited for that. So. So we spent a long time on dabbling, didn't we? Yes. Um, oh, uh, after each word, I do a sound effect. Um, what what sound should we do? I don't know if there's any words in this episode that have a uh, a sound associated with them. Um, I can just dad. <laughs> we can we can do variations on that. That's a dabble. Um, do what do you want to do? What do you want to do for the sound effect? We'll we'll trade off. <laughs> what sound effect for dabble? Bloop. No, just a just a sound effect for the whole episode. We do one like Sharon and I did a, like a rough, like a bark, a dog sound for the end of the seas. Just, I do a good dog bark. I know you do. We did that. That was the last episode. Maybe. Oh you, yeah. Actually, no. Actually, no. That 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 does work for this episode because we do have a dog in this episode. Oh, okay, good. I'll save it. Well, well, do, ever, do you have a thought? Mother, <laughs> I have no thought. Okay. Um, all right, we'll do it. We'll do a dog bark again. Observer. Mm. All right. So, dog bark. Now? Yeah. You ready? Okay. I'm backing off from the mic. Thank you. It's a little dog. It's a little dog. I think I don't know if it was with you or maybe it was me and somebody else, but I did. I tried to copy your sound, and somebody was like. Where's the dog? Like they la literally thought there was a cool. dog barking. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Our next word is dab chick, dab and chick. One word. Noun from circa 1550. Any of several small grebes. G R E B E S. Uh, don't know what this is. They say it's a probably an irregular form of the obsolete English word dop, D O P, which means to dive. Plus the English word chick. So maybe a, a small grebe is a bird? Maybe it's a bird that dives into the water? Do you know of a grebe? It sounds like a bird. Seems yeah, like it. Sounds, it. I, I, I would think it was a bird, but dab chick, I have no no clue. It's, Got nothing. Yeah, it's technically dab chick, but it's from dab. Mm. Which means to dive. So that's that's all I got. I, I, it's, that's my guess. Mm. It does seem like it would be a good crossword word, though. Grebe. <laughs> yes, it would. And dab chick. Okay. Um, ruff, ruff, ruff. Ooh. Next is dab hand. Two words. Noun from circa 1828. This is chiefly British. So this is, we're, we're not. I'm not familiar with this one. Mm -mm. 
Um, yeah, and yes, we are clearly outside because there's some toddler yelling over there. Um, the synonym for this one is just the word expert. Do you have a dab hand? I don't know. Is mm. it? I, it doesn't say where it's from. Um, yeah, it's technically from... Okay, so it's it's from the fourth form of dab, which was in yesterday's episode, which is also chiefly British, which is just a skillful person. So if you have a dab hand at a thing, oh. you you are an expert. Oh, I have friends in England. I'll ask them. There you go. I'll get back to you. Um, yeah, you you have a dab hand at art, just all of the art. Why? Thank you. And the the singing and the acting and the talking. <laughs> Things I don't dabble in. It It is interesting why it's dab. I don't know. I mean, looking back at the other forms of dab, yeah, not sure where the British got that, but they that's what oh, it is. Oh, who knows? Everything they do is like 500 years old, so. Yeah. Bark time. Bark. 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 Oh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> You're going to confuse the, the local... <laughs> Fauna. If I start other dogs in the neighborhood yeah, barking, now we're, then we're into something. Yeah. Uh, okay, our next word is, I think it's pronounced da capo. Da capo. Two words. D-A is the first word, and then C-A-P-O. It's not capo like I thought it would be. Da capo. Adverb or adjective from circa 1724, and it means from the beginning. And this is used as a direction in music to repeat. So you get to the end, and it says da capo, and then you go back to the beginning. And then, of course, this is Italian, because all of our musical terms are Italian. Uh, Yeah. I didn't know this. Uh, You know, you you listen to this, you learn some things. That's that's half the point of this. (laughs) Maybe more than half. (laughs) I'm getting smarter. Oh, yay. Um, I'm tr- I, I'm, I've probably seen Da Capo. I've played lots of pieces of music, but I don't know. I don't remember. Mm. Maybe mm. it's a more old school way to, uh, to put that. I don't know. There's, there's various ways that music, sheet music will say repeat yeah. things. So. Isn't there like two dots at the end of a yeah. phrase or something that means go back to the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the sign for Da Capo. I guess so. I wonder what it means. It doesn't actually say, uh, there's no etymology. Hmm. Italian people, what does this mean? Uh, Okay. Rough, rough. (laughs) Next word is... (laughs) Oh, is that the bit? After every bird, you're supposed to do the bark? You do the sound effect so you know you're designating between the first one and the next one. I didn't get the bit. Okay. I'm so sorry I didn't explain it to you well. Okay. Uh, And I just like to change it up and have fun with it. The next word is dace, D-A-C-E, noun from the 15th century. Number one, a small freshwater European syripnid fish. And uh, the scientific name for that one is luscus luscus. It's spelled L-E-U-C-I-S-C-U-S twice. It's two words. Luciscus. No. Luciscus. Maybe that's it. Luciscus. Luciscus. I want to hear somebody say that with a lisp. Luthithkuth. Luthithkuth. <laughs> Sounds Swedish. 
Uh, okay, so it's a fish. Number two for dace. Any of various small North American freshwater syrupnid fishes. So the first one is European, and the second one is North American. And uh, I just I just don't know my fishes. Mm, there's a lot not uh, there's a lot we don't know. I'm I'm sure this book is full of things we don't know. I think at least uh, there's at least like ten words in this book that I don't know. All right, there's I, I have to ask you this. Yeah. Do any of these words? And their meanings stick with you, the ones that you've done? A uh, handful. Yeah? A handful, yeah. There, there are ones, and, and I've, I've, I go to some, some common examples, um, the ones that have like a really, really interesting definition or a really, really interest, interesting etymology stick with me. Like I've mentioned um, carnival or carnival uh, many times. That one just sort of blew my mind. I'm sure a lot of people know it, but carnival came from... Uh, the original, it was either Latin or Italian, carne levare or lavare. It basically means to remove meat. And carnival uh, is during Lent, uh, which is where people get rid of meat. Uh, and so that's what it, that's what uh, it, that's the basis of it. It's all about the festival of getting rid of meat in your diet for that like 40 days. But then it became <laughs> something the, of its the, own. Right. It's yeah. now a whole, whole other thing. And I think there was even more to it than just that there was something some other etymology or a similar word around that same i don't know but yeah i just thought that one was yeah, fascinating cool. yeah the stories are good uh so yeah some some of them some of them stick with me oh, thank you next word dacha dacha or something like that dacha d-a-c-h-a noun from 1896 a russian country cottage Used especially in the summer, when it's probably still really cold. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to see a picture, so maybe I'll post a picture on social media of a dacha. This is from Russian, from Old Russian, and it means land allotted by a prince. It's also akin to the Latin word dos, which means dowry. So, you know, land allotted to a prince or by a prince, so maybe... They gave the prince gives somebody a dowry, and then there's more at the word date. So maybe you'd take a date to the dacha. <laughs> I don't know. So I uh, think of this as uh, pronounced as daca, as a daca. But the pronunciation is dacha. Yeah, it shows the ch. I would yeah. think the same thing, daca. But you so know, think, maybe both are fine. Yeah, I, I think of that as where the oligarchs in Russia live, and they're they're daca for the summer. Yeah, that makes sense. If they're not on their yachts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm really curious to see what a Russian country cottage looks like. It's either going to be like a real cute cabin or some massive property. Massive property, I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the sound of a dachshund? It's the, probably the sound that you've already been making. I got nothing here. What? A oh. dachshund, the dog. What's what sound does the dachshund make? That's a dog, a dachshund. Oh, a a dachshund. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, this one. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> the the, the sausage wiener dog. dogs. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I sorry, I just didn't get that. That's what they. There you go. Dachshund is our next word. You could say dachshund, dachshund, yeah, I, yeah. dachshund, or just 
sausage dog or wiener dog or hot dog or yeah. It is spelled D A C H S U no. D A C H S H U N D. Noun from 1882. Any of a breed of long-bodied, short-legged dogs of German origin that occur in short-haired, long-haired, and wire-haired varieties. Mm. Um, so it is from the German dachs, which means badger, and hund, which means dog. So it, does that mean it's a badger dog? Did they hunt badgers? <laughs> Did they... Dachshunds, I think, are a little on the vicious side, but badgers are way more vicious, I think. I always thought they had bred them so that they could go into the underbrush... And, the small little hunt, areas. Hunt stuff. Maybe that's what yeah. they're hunting. I, th- I think they did. Um, I just, and I've mentioned this before, I just find the evolution of dogs so fascinating because it's all human done. Yeah. We said we want this to look like this, to act like this, to have this physical, these physical attributes. And this is a perfect example. They, oh, well, this dog has shorter legs, so we're going to breed that with this other dog that has shorter legs because we really want a dog that's small and long and can get into these little areas. Uh, Yeah. They're, like, Uh, totally bred by us. Yeah, and it all came from wolves. All came from wolves. Wolves, yeah. These are, I don't know, these are, like, very cute but very funny-looking dogs. This is where the sound effects are really important. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what they sound like? Yeah, right. <laughs> Pretty much. While well, they're going to get badgers. Um, I think that is it. So you already did the sound. The barky bark. Mm. Barky bark and the funky bunch. The next word <laughs> is Dacron or Dacron. Capital D-A-C-R-O-N. How do you say it? Dacron. Dacron. It is a trademark, and it is used for a synthetic polyester textile fiber. Mm. Are you familiar mm. with this? Is this? I I I know there's nylon and dacron, and there's rayon. Rayon, rayon yeah, yeah. yeah. I, some uh, chemical difference between them. Yeah, some I, synthetic. This material. one's a synthetic polyester textile fiber. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know those. I, I've heard of those other ones, but I have not heard of Dacron or Dacron or however you want to say it. Dacron. Uh, so, it, like, if you look at the, the, the ingredients of your shirt, it, would, might, it might say Dacron? Mm, maybe. I guess. Maybe. Mm. I, How have I, I never heard of this one? Really? This is new to you? Yeah. 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 Um, see, I'm learning. Will it stick, though? Mm, probably not. <laughs> no, if I, I'll see it. I'll see it somewhere tomorrow, probably. Right. Right. And you'll go. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I learned about that in my yeah. podcast. <laughs> Good timing. Okay. The next word is dactyl. D a c t y l. Noun from uh, the 14th century. A metrical foot consisting of one long and one no, one long and two short syllables or of one stressed and two unstressed syllables, as in the word tenderly. Dactylic is an adjective or a noun. And where does this come from? Let's see. It is from the Greek dactylos, which literally means finger. And it is from the fact that the first of three syllables 
is the longest, like the joints of the finger. That's why it's called dactyl. In uh, in poetry, is this this gets used? Well, I just say in words in general, but I feel like it probably also gets used in poetry, prose, theater, Shakespeare. Maybe are you familiar with this? I'm not, but um, I, yes, poetry definitely, uh, it, because a certain syllable is stressed, and then two and unstressed like tenderly, and the, uh, the, so the first the first joint, the first bone on the finger closest to the palm of your hand is longer than the other two. It's such a weird way that to, is, that is weird to, to name yeah. this thing, but right, right. It's the I, the word is like a finger. <laughs> That's literally what it. You what know what I is. have to say about this? <laughs> Very good. I'm trying to think if I have anything else, but no, I don't know. I don't know anything about this. Okay, barky bark. Next is okay. It's the uh, the dactyl prefix, dactyl or dactylo, and it just means finger or toe or digit as in dactylology it's a funny word dactylology what's the flying dinosaur peridactyl yeah so the first part of that is wing p-t-e-r oh yeah yeah and then dactyl is because i think if they're similar to bats i think their wing is literally made up of their fingers if you look at a bat's wings it's their fingers right 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 um And so I think I think they're like that pterodactyl. pterodactyl. Yeah, I said pterodactyl. That's oh, that no, ain't right. No. That's no, wrong. No, you're fired. Okay. Next is oh look at this. It's dactylology. <laughs> it's a noun from circa 1656. Well, this is interesting. This is not what I thought it would say. It's the synonym finger spelling. So it's not the study. Of fingers, toes, or digits, which is what I thought it would be. Finger spelling. What? Like sign language? What yeah. is this? Oh, yeah. Dactylology? Mm. Hmm. This is a... I may have to... I may have to put a link in the show notes and say what... Give, give us some more information because I'm a little confused by that. But maybe we will see finger spelling in, the, in this book, in the Fs. So dactyl is... The, all this... Dactyl stuff has to do with fingers and uh, toes relations. or digits. Oh. Yeah, so that's yeah. what that prefix, if we go back to the previous word, the dactyl prefix, fingers, toes, digits. Anytime you see dactyl at the beginning of a thing, it's going to be talking about those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm There's smarter no, than I was. Yeah. Can you think of another dactyl word? I mean, pterodactyl is the that's only the only one, one that's a, that exists, I think. That's it. Uh, no, I'm sure there's there's a bunch that I just can't think of any. Yeah. If only we had a dictionary. Well, but the thing is, it would have to be now in the middle of the word, like pterodactyl, or the right. end, or uh, it's just not common enough, because we have no more. Yeah. No more here. Ruff! <laughs> uh, so here is our main, main word. It is the word dad. <laughs> Noun from the 15th century. It's very short, and it just it sends us to the 1A definition for the word father. That's it. So you're not going to get to learn what dad is until you get until we get to the word father. Uh, but <laughs> I may not live that long. <laughs> oh, shut up! It's only a few you're years on the from D's, now. The F is way. It's like it's like three years. Okay. Um, 
this, the, the etymology is kind of interesting. Um, it just says it's probably from baby talk. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. D- I mean, there's a funny story, or there, there are several funny stories about mothers taking their babies out for a stroll and the baby sees the milkman or something and goes da 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 and that's right so yeah that that seems like a very easy sound for a baby to make and it just became dead dead yeah i'm trying to think like where they're not trying to say father no no people don't usually say say father (laughs) daddy but uh but yeah huh Dada. Dada. dada um it's so interesting that babies have, they created a word mm-hmm. without their mm-hmm. knowledge that has just stuck through through yeah. everything. And mama, mama, papa. Reminds me of a Friends episode. Which Friends episode? When the baby, Emma, yeah. Rachel and Ross's baby, says her first word over the phone. Yes, this is re- re- bringing back says memories. she said her first word. What was it? Glebe. <laughs> and Ross says that's not a word, and she looks it up in the dictionary, and it is a word. Oh, how totally appropriate! And it's some right. Scientific, micro, biological something, and Ross says oh, she's gonna be a scientist. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> glebe. It's very similar to what we had at the beginning. A small grebe. Oh, see now I'm gonna have to. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if it's actually in this book. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's it for Dad. Oh well, this is. We're here. Yeah, yeah. We should make more of it. All right. well, yeah. What's um? What's what's your relationship like with your dad? Oh my God! Oh, my dad is almost ninety-seven years old, and and it's amazing it's actually it's by the time this airs it's tomorrow his birthday his is birthday tomorrow will be tomorrow yeah. oh my god yeah no by the when this airs so that's actually really interesting when we're recording this tomorrow is my one grandfather's birthday but when this episode airs the next day is his dad's birthday yeah well when you think about it think of the genetics that are working in your favor for a long life I mean one is 95 and the other is almost 97 so that's that's indication that you got some good genes there uh yeah and you know even even the the previous generation yeah they're they many of them lived into their 90s or at least a couple of them yeah so um yeah you got it going on man uh well I, I mean you know what since since we're here, I got both of you here. Do you do you want to say anything about your dad? I don't know. Oh, I don't know where to begin. He's uh, uh, my dad is is um, is very frail and very gentle. I have to be very gentle with him now. Right now, um, he was never frail and gentle in you know the main part of his life but he's um he's he's uh frail is the only word that comes to mind because he's he's so old well you we 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 don't have to talk about him now i mean just i i'll I'll just say a few things right off the bat about him 
Um, he he is an amazing. You know, he doesn't do it anymore, obviously, but was an amazing uh, carpenter, engineer, yeah. built a canoe, a kayak, yeah. so many amazing things. Yeah, yeah, from scratch. So, so the thing that gets me about this is that if you're building a canoe, you're, you're making cuts in wood that are compound angles. There is no right angle in a canoe. Everything is cut at an angle. And a, and a compound angle, like in two dimensions or three dimensions, mm. where you have to think in terms of cutting this piece of wood um, in three dimensions, and it all has to fit together perfectly. And it's curved. Everything's curved, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's and nothing that, that 90 was, degrees. Was that like 20 years ago that he made that? Or maybe a little 25 Mm. Something like that. I, I can't tell you. Yeah, I don't remember. But it's it's uh, thirty feet away from us in that. Yeah, direction. it's in that garage. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's made countless, countless items, and it just I feel, feel like just any time we would go over there, he always had a new project in his garage. Oh, absolutely. And our house is filled with benches and tables and um, structures that he made. So he he liked puttering around in the workshop a lot yeah he was really good at it and i know after he retired he volunteered i think he volunteered at a museum yeah for displays they would get him to make amazing things for the lake county um uh, museum yeah Yeah. and i remember he made uh like recreations of childhood games from like a hundred years previously and um stuff right i oh yeah i think he did yeah. yeah um so yeah, a little uh, a little shout out to Russ. Yeah, but always you know, quiet man, sat in the corner mostly. Didn't you know it was family would get together. There was a lot of talking involved, but he was he was much more, you know, Reserved. taking it all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a very yeah. standard sort of like 1950s era, <laughs> you know, post World yeah. War II kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was uh, he was going to be a pilot. Oh, this wa- is great! But he, but he washed out before <laughs> he didn't make it. Well, I thought I thought that did he wash out or did the um, did the war end before? I think he washed out and then the war ended. So okay, I mean, and by wash out, I mean he he didn't get good enough flying grades or something. But he did solo, you know. Uh, I learned about this not that long ago, like really? within the last five or ten years. And he wasn't he training in in addition to being a pilot, a gunner. Mm. Wasn't he? Wasn't he practicing to be a gunner in a plane? I don't know. I feel like I heard that. Well, that must. Be, I, mm, Either it's, way, it's news to me. I don't know. It's so crazy to think that he was up there flying in planes. Yeah, <laughs> And uh, there was something about um, he was he was learning how to fly gliders because they needed silent bombers, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and. Um, they took the gliders away. That might have had something to do. Oh. They took the gliders away. They needed them for something else. They couldn't use them for training anymore. And that was where maybe maybe they um, they became more selective in the pilots that they used. Okay. Because they only had a X amount of gliders left. Right, right, right. And that part got scrapped. Yeah. Um, 
And so he was about 20 years old when the war ended, right? I asked him about this the other day, and he didn't really remember, but I, he yeah. says early 20s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he, you know, born in 25, war yeah. ended in 45. So, yeah, he was yeah. just about 20, 19 or 20, depending. I don't remember what day exactly it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, he. so, you know, luckily he was on the younger side, so he didn't actually have to go out and fight and no, he, you no. know, so yeah he, lucky for he us. missed the uh, and i said to him if if you had uh gone to war and not come back there'd be no me that'd be it there there'd you be guys no you. you guys wouldn't be able to hear this wonderful podcast <laughs> um okay the next word you'd think it's related but it's not it is dada uh. with a capital d noun from 1919 a movement in art and literature based on deliberate irrationality and negation of traditional artistic values. And then also the art and literature produced by this movement. Now, that's very interesting because I never understood until you just read that. You're welcome. Thank you. What the um, what Dadaism was, and it was it's a uh, deliberate presentation of as you say art and literature that doesn't make sense to our rational minds yeah right? it's it's it seems like they were like well we we don't like we we want to just play with art like what can we do oh i know let's go the complete opposite route let's make something that is not rational or negates traditional art so can you think of examples of artists or pieces of art that are dada um, I can't give you a title or anything like that, but definitely there is a, um, a m- pieces that I've seen that are, it, it, it just, it's like out of a dream mm. or out of, and, and you try to make sense of it in, in a, the normal way of, of, of storytelling, let's say, mm. that just doesn't make sense. And it's, different technically than surrealism right because surrealism it seems like it's still relatively standard in the art form but it's showing it in a way that's that's not realistic you know more fantastical uh, physically impossible um yeah i've definitely heard of Dada and Dadaism, which is going to be our next word. Um, but yeah, never not something that I studied or learned or like I don't really know a lot about it. Um, okay, well. <laughs> Relatedly, our next word is Dadaism, and it is often capitalized. By the way, the last word, there is no etymology other than it is French. Um, so this one is a noun from 1919, same year. The synonym is just Dada. Which was our last word? That's really all it says. Uh, Dadaist is a noun or an adjective, and Dadaistic is an adjective, also often capitalized. So you know the the movement mm-hmm. is Dadaism, and then the artists are Dadaists. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense. I get the only the only thing I could think of of where this word came from is they're like what what's a, we need to call this movement something? We're gonna what's what's a nonsense word? I guess. I, that makes perfect sense. Dada. And for a, a movement that doesn't make sense, something, da, 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 da. Oh, that's good. Let's use that. 
from 103 years ago. It's a mm-hmm. relatively mm-hmm. recent. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll put some more information in the show notes about you know just all of this, and I'll post some pictures of examples of mm-hmm. Dada art because I I think it's a cool idea. I like the idea that there were some people who wanted to just do something totally different yeah. and. I don't even know what that looks and, like. Yeah, How do right, you do right. that? And I think you find in in a lot of art movements, it's it's reactionary to what has gone before. Right. Uh, um, s- for example, there is um, the ro- Baroque or the following movement was Rococo, which was very, very, very ornate. Mm-hmm. Way, way ornate. And then a guy came along and his name was uh, David, David. And he wanted to pare everything down to its bare minimum. He was a, I guess you would say he was a minimalist. Mm. And he's the guy that did the painting of Napoleon with his hand in his okay. vest or his jacket. And he was um, the proponent of a movement that was the exact opposite. And, and that has happened in artistic movements many times. Yeah. And maybe Dadaism was a reaction to um, a, a very, I don't know. Yeah, what, what was going on in the early 1900s, 1800s in art? I mean, there's always, it seems like there's always multiple movements going on. Right. But, it, yeah, definitely there's one big one often. Maybe things were getting too... Uh, Cognitive, or maybe it was a reaction to industrialism, or something. Right. It's it's partially what's going on in the art movement, but also just what's going on in the world. Yeah. And right. that it's a reaction right. to that too. So maybe the people who listen to you who are art fe- art history fiends, they will be able to fill in some of the blanks there. I would love it if somebody <laughs> contacted me in some way. It would be a, practically a first. <laughs> Next is daddy (laughs) noun from the 15th century number one is again the 1a definition for the word father and number two is the never swear to god i've never said this before it's the number two definition for granddaddy Mm. (laughs) do people say granddaddy Mm. i've heard it but Mm. not i think that's a more Maybe old school way. I just say grandpa, <laughs> daddy. I I think I don't know. What do What do you say about like I, I've obviously said this when I was a kid. Can't think of the last time I ever <laughs> said it. <laughs> I think of a, of a of a rich girl, daddy. Right, daddy. I'm running out of money. Um, I do. I think in Parks and Rec. Did you ever watch Parks and Rec? A little bit. I, yeah, I probably pushed you many times to watch it. Um, uh, Jenny Slate. I'm sure she has said "daddy" on multiple occasions, but in particular, she will go to her dad and say, "Money, please." <laughs> <laughs> Sharon and daddy. I. One of, one of Sharon and I. My my favorite lines. Um, but yeah, she, she's definitely said. Said Daddy, yeah. I mean, I, I'll need to put in a clip or something because that's that's a perfect classic example in my mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of her. <laughs> Money, please. Money, please. Yep, Daddy. Th- that there there are so many ways 
that this word gets used in culture. Yeah. That I don't even yeah. think I could come up with. I was with thinking of, of um, uh, pre-hippie, uh, the beatniks. Hey, daddy Yeah, yeah. Um, daddy long legs. Hold your horses, man. That's because that's our next word. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, when... I assume you said this when you were a kid, both of you probably, right? Was this... Sure. Yeah. I wonder yeah. when... I mean, it says it's from the 15th century. So back in the 1400s, mm. I guess people were saying daddy. Um, in and, England, probably. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. It just sounds... It's it, it, very weird to think in my brain that people from <laughs> 600, 700 years ago were... Saying, what well, do you think they would be Daddy. saying, father or pater? Yeah, probably <laughs> something. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Barky, <laughs> Daddy Long Legs is next. Mm. This is two words, noun from 1814, and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, confusion about. Daddy long legs. I think this for for the spider, it gets used um, for a couple of different spiders, and I think the, the, it depends. Um, anyway, number one is chiefly British, and the synonym is crane fly. So I guess the Brits call the crane flies daddy long legs for some reason. Maybe they have long legs. Wow, did not know that. Number two, any of an order of arachnids that have slender, usually long legs. And that resemble spiders, but have an oval body lacking a constriction. And it is called also harvestman or harvestman. And the order name is Opelonius. <laughs> Opelioness. I don't know how to say that word. So when I was growing up, we there were these spiders that I guess might be these, but I'm not so sure. They, their body was just a look like a little ball. Yeah. And then they had these massive legs. Yeah. That's what I always call yeah. them daddy long legs. Right. Same with you. Right. Yes. But I have also heard, I think, that there are other spiders that are called daddy long legs. And maybe those are inaccurately called daddy long legs. I'm not sure. But so what this is saying is that these are not spiders. They're arachnids, but they're not spiders. And I still don't understand what? that. Uh, and their what? oval body lacks a constriction. And I think that means that it's maybe not segmented or something like right. that, like yeah. most spiders. Right. So that's probably one of the things that makes a spider a spider is that the, the shape of the body, right? And so this does not have that, which... I am absolutely gobsmacked by you, that information. You should be, yes. <laughs> I've also heard, and this, this may be more about the other spider, that they are extremely... I guess it would be venomous, but their fangs are too short to get into a human's skin. Uh, so to mm. smaller creatures, they are very venomous. But I think that might be the other one. I don't know. I might have to do some research of like, what what are called daddy long legs? Mm. I don't know. Did not know. See, I'm getting smarter. Even, even when you ask a question, it makes me smarter. But will you remember? <laughs> I used to know. Even though people don't want to see pictures of spiders and arachnids, I'm going to have to post a picture of a daddy long legs. Okay. Deal. Last word 
First form of the word dado, D-A-D-O. Noun from 1664, 1A. The part of a pedestal of a column above the base. The part of a pedestal of a column. So there's the base, but then above that is the dado, and then the column goes above that. 1B. The lower part of an interior wall when specially decorated or faced. Also, the decoration adorning this part of a wall is the dado. And number two, a rectangular groove cut to make a joint in woodworking. Specifically, this is the one that you know? That's the one that I know. And you know who taught me that? Your dad. My dad. (laughs) How appropriate. Your dad taught you about the dado. Uh, just one last line for this number two. Specifically, just one cut across the grain. That's the dado in woodworking. Um, so yeah, that's a lot of a lot of things there that are called dado. So can you explain more about this uh, groove cut thing? Um, and this may somehow apply to it was a pillar, the, the pedestal, uh, the, pedestal the, the column. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is it? I. Th- it may be that that is the the. Uh, part that's cut in it's it's not the widest part there's a mm. part where it goes in mm-hmm. i don't know how to explain it but um that's what a de- dado does if you're cutting like on a table saw you're cutting a groove that doesn't go all the way through the wood but it's a groove i think that's what uh, yeah it says a rectangular talking. groove cut to make a joint yeah yeah uh and and i was seven years old and my old man would have the table saw and he'd say, I'm going to make a dado. And, and it was a, not just a one blade, he'd put two blades together to make it a wider Oh, wider. So I'm thinking of like um, a, a fairly not wide piece of wood, like an inch maybe. Yeah. And then you put the two blades together and you cut, you know, maybe like an inch up into the wood, but it's but only like maybe a through. quarter of an inch wide. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then that is used to then you can put two pieces together, right? If you have one piece that's the opposite, like a puzzle piece, yeah. that's a dado. That's my understanding of it. All right. But yeah, I might have to post some pictures <laughs> on social media. <laughs> um, and then so yeah, there we had the pedestal. and But then there's the lower part of an interior wall when specially decorated or faced. So it, I, I'm thinking of the, the, the baseboard. Yeah. Is that the, the dado? The prop, the, the, I don't know. That's what I'm mm. thinking of. But it doesn't specifically say the baseboard. But it does say the lower part of an interior wall. Yeah. Again, I might need to find a picture of that. I don't know. Wow. I got nothing. This is Italian, and it means either I, I guess it means die, D I E, or plinth. And uh. It's, mm. it's an it's Italian... A, it's another woodworking, a plinth. Is plinth, it? I've heard of that, yeah. I can't tell you what it is. And I don't... Die, maybe that's another woodworking term. I don't know. Uh, I got nothing for you. Dado. All right. Well, those were all of the words. I will quickly just reread them. We had dabbling, dab chick, dab hand, da capo, or da capo, dace, daca, dachshund, dacron, or dacron, dactyl, dactyl, dactylo, dactylology, dad, dada, dadaism, 
Daddy, Daddy Long Legs, and Dado. What what do you pick as the word of the episode? Oh, uh, other than dad, which I think is great, uh, dactyl has, that's, uh, it, it uh, blew my mind. Dactyl, the finger. Oh, mm-hmm. the the um, the 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 metrical foot consisting of one long and two short syllables, or of one stressed and two unstressed syllables. That uh, one. <laughs> I was thinking of the pterodactyl more the than fingers, that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the more the more the prefix dactyl. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Can you sing a song? Sing a song about dactyl prefix. <laughs> or just just sing the word. Dactyl, it's your fingers and your toes. That's all we dactyl, need. Dactyl, and you know your daddy knows. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Um, what What was it like when, I, I don't even know if you'll have an answer for this, but um, when you became a dad oh. before I was born, when Jessica was born, what, what did it like? What was it like to just become a dad? What was it, you know, those first few years of like... Well, it was a mind blow. Mind blow. Life changing. Absolutely. Like, how am I ever going to be... How how can I rise to this occasion? You're still working on it. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know how to do this. I've never done this before. Uh, and again, just uh, just another sort of esoteric question just in general not just back then but just as a whole i mean you've been a dad for well over 40 years just like what's that like i i'm a dad to cats but that's it (laughs) well everybody's experience is different they're more demanding than the cats cats? oh yeah Yeah. they talk back (laughs) they're more they're more interesting they're more fun uh, well no I, i you love your cats and you have a lot of fun with your cats yes but there's a lot um, you can't take them to a museum or an art gallery. Nah, or, uh, no, not usually. No. Maybe no. if I. Uh, not yeah. The cats don't like the movies so much. Um, maybe if we got the we maybe if they were the um, the support cats, then I could take them wherever. <laughs> <laughs> One of them would probably love that. So so, uh, at, uh, are we at the end? Are we at the end? We're at the end. What else okay. are you gonna say? Well, I was gonna I was gonna bark, and you could fade out on the barking. You could, like, yeah. Uh, we, you'll do that after I say. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer dispensing information.